Jesus once told a story that featured a judge. And this judge was someone who neither feared God nor respected man. But there was a widow in the city that the judge presided over, and she kept coming to him constantly. And she would say to him, Give me justice against my adversary. And remember, during this time, widows were some of the most vulnerable people in society. And so she would come to him time after time after time. And each time, this judge, because he was a harsh person, because he didn't care about her needs, would refuse her justice. But then finally he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man because he's a very self-aware kind of judge. He says, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'll give her justice so that she won't beat me down by her continual coming. Then Jesus says, and will God not give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find that faith on earth? This widow is a woman who was persistent. She was willing to endure time after time this rejection from the judge in order to receive the justice that she needed. Persistence, endurance, these are things that aren't natural. These are earned. And Jesus calls the widow's persistence faith. He says, when the Son of Man comes, is he going to find this kind of faith, the faith that this widow exemplifies? Will this be found anywhere on earth? When James was writing his letter, he was writing to people like this widow. People who were in need of justice. And he calls them to be patient. In James 5, 7 through 11, it says, Be patient, therefore, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it, until it receives the yearly and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. When James is telling the people to be patient, he uses three examples. He says to look at the farmers, to look at Job, to look at the prophets. And these three examples that James gives as examples of what it means to be patient according to God were not people who were patient the way that we think of patient. They weren't idly patient. They weren't just sitting back and waiting for things to happen. Farmers don't just wait for crops to grow, but they work. 
they do the necessary work. They put the things into place that need to happen so that those crops can grow. And as they work, they patiently wait the results. The prophets weren't just casting visions and then sitting back watching it happen. They were actively participating in God's story. They were actively doing the work of prophets. Job, in the midst of his pain, didn't just sit in a corner until it all went away, but he was actively trying to pursue God through it, confessing his weakness, seeking guidance from God, and trying to ultimately understand simply who God is. They weren't idly patient. They were persistent. And persistence can be defined is continuing firmly or obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. It can also be defined as continuing to exist or endure over a prolonged period. Christian patience isn't about taking our beating and hoping to be saved by the bell, but it's about working in the midst of oppression living as followers of Christ in the midst of suffering and patiently awaiting what is promised to us in Jesus. It's the call here to be established. As James says, establish your hearts or strengthen your hearts because the coming of the Lord is at hand. It's just a little while longer. It means to resist the world of oppression and violence by not grumbling against one another and making ourselves just like the brokenness and evil that we want to be delivered from. Make no mistakes. There are evils and there are injustices in our world and in your life, and those things need to be made right. But we can take hope in what James says when he says that the judge is at the door. And the judge that James is referencing is much different than the judge that Jesus spoke of in the story with the widow. Because the judge that we serve, the judge that presides over this world, is a good and a holy judge who is making all things new. And Jesus draws that line of comparison there in Luke. When he says, And hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? If an unrighteous judge is able to give into the persistence of the cries of a widow, how much more will a God who loves and cares for his people, who calls us to care for the widows and orphans, how much more will he bring justice to his people? One day, all of the things that break your heart will come to an end and all of this will be a distant memory. That's why we light a hope candle during the season of Advent because we are aware of the brokenness in our world. We're aware of the pain in our lives and we know and we believe that one day all of those things will come to an end. It will be just a distant memory. But until then, we have the calling to be patient not idle and not apathetic, but persistent, 
living lives of endurance, crying out to God day and night for justice. And as we do that, fulfilling the gospel work that he's called us to do, going out and making disciples of all nations, sharing the gospel, sharing the truth, teaching the world to obey all the things that God has commanded and ministering to the widows and orphans caring for those who are in prison, those who are sick, those who are experiencing difficulties in their lives, putting the broken things back together. The calling that we have in Advent is to establish our hearts, to strengthen our hearts in the truth of the gospel and the hope of Jesus Christ, and to love our neighbors and to run with endurance into the arms of the God who knows your pain and as a good judge, as a righteous judge, will one day wipe it away. But that kind of endurance requires training. You don't just wake up one morning with the ability to look at your present sufferings and circumstances and just keep pressing on. It means that we have to spend time in scripture. We have to spend time in prayer. We have to spend time in church and around people who encourage us and sharpen us like iron sharpens iron so that we're able to endure the things that seem impossible because we are constantly reminded of the hope that we have in Christ. And so as we take just a quiet moment to pray, whether that's out loud or silently, Thank God that he is a good and righteous judge and that he hates the things that break our heart. He hates the things that tear our world apart. He hates the powers of hell and the powers of sin that destroy the goodness of the world he created and that he has a plan to one day wipe those away. But also pray that he teaches you to be patient for those things. Not patient, meaning apathetic or idle but persistent, that he would give you the power to endure through the difficult circumstances of life and to continue doing the work that you're called to do as we patiently wait for Christ to return. Let's pray. Psalm 9, verses 1 through 14. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You have made the wicked perish. 
You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the peoples his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. Zephaniah 3, verses 14 through 20. Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall never again fear evil. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. I will gather those of you who mourn for the festival so that you will no longer suffer reproach. Behold, at that time I will deal with all your oppressors and I will save the lame and gather the outcast, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time I will bring you in, at the time when I gather you together, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. Father God, we thank you that you are not a harsh judge, that you are kind and merciful and gracious. We also thank you that you are a righteous judge, that injustice and sin can't stand before you, that evil has no power in your presence. And God, we thank you that one day we have this promise that you will make all things right and all things new. And not only will you wipe away our tears, but you will wipe away the things that cause us to cry. That death and sickness and sorrow and sin will all be put to death once and for all. But until then, God, help us to wait Help us to be patient. But like the farmers, like the prophets, like Job, like the widow, help us to be persistent in our patience. To be active, not passive. To be filled with movement and not to be idle. 
but to do the work that you've called us to do, to put our hands to the plow and do gospel work in our world, always with our eyes fixed on the horizon, patiently waiting for you to come and make all things right and all things new. And we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus takes the broken things and puts them together in his time. Amen. As you go today, may you go knowing that you have a hope. That God does not waste your suffering. That God does not ignore your suffering. But one day, the things that break your heart will come to an end. But may you know that until that day that you have work to do. And so may you wait patiently but also persistently enduring all things and doing the work that you're called to do as a son or daughter of God. And as you go, may you go with the gospel. Thank you for listening to An Invisible Ocean. My name is Chris Dills. I'm your host, and I'm the pastor of Redeeming Grace Community Church in Loganville, Georgia. If you like the show and you would like to support it, you could do it in several different ways. You can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice review. You can follow our host, Subcreative Media, on different forms of social media, on Instagram and on Twitter, at The Subcreative. Or if you'd like to give financially, you can find us on Patreon and become a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash ocean and support us monthly, whether that's a little bit or a lot. Every little bit helps to go into making this podcast. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope your day is blessed by the goodness and grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. See you next time.